Hello, 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 everybody. So glad to see you once again on this Monday for Common Sense Uncensored. And I want to make sure everybody knows to follow us on Rumble. Go ahead and go out there and hit that join button so you can get all the Rumble notifications for when we're on the air. If you have any questions or comments, go ahead and call 701-213-0863. And my guest today is Kat Perkins, and she's from The Voice. And the reason we're dealing with Kat today is because Kat did a wonderful Wonderful, wonderful thing. And she was involved with uh, a little bit of things out there in Medora with the musical and stuff. And we had some happenings that happened there. And Kat stood up for some of the small people. But before we get into that, I'd like to say hello, Kat. How are you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Well, it's good to hear you. And you know what? I happen to know that you are a native North Dakotan, even though you did what, number four on The Voice? Is that correct? I did, all the way to fourth place, uh, from Scranton, North Dakota. Uh, there you go. living in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but uh, one of the cool things I got to do on The Voice was after I started to go farther, I was like, listen, I know that you had me put my address down when I auditioned, but I'm really from North Dakota, so we have to, we have to include that. We have to get that in the storyline. And they were so gracious to um, get that involved and tell people where I'm really from. Well, that is really nice because, you know, I have to be honest, uh, you, you, pretty much people feel like, uh, I know we have Josh Dumel and some of these other things, but basically you pretty much feel if you're from North Dakota, that's where you're going to stay, right? Oh, my God, absolutely. It's like, I, you know, no matter where I go, when I come back to North Dakota, it feels like home. Oh, you know, and that's part of the reason uh, I think that, that you stood up uh, for uh, – for for the musical in Medora and stuff, but okay, I'm, I'm jumping ahead now. What I'd like you to do is, could you tell me a little bit first of all about your your journey from from Scranton? Because I know you started in Scranton and you actually performed in the musical in Medora. Am I correct? I did. So I mean, that was directly correlated in my timeline. I grew up in Scranton, and the cool thing is, is I went to Medora every single year. My mom would even say I went in the womb to the musical. <laughs> um, and I remember specifically when I was a junior in high school, um, I took I went to the see the musical and I took my cousins and my friends and you know, you can drive out there when you're like twelve. So um I drove us and we went up and watched the show and I remember thinking, how do you get to do that? Like how do you do that? And how do you get to be on that stage? And that began the research and, you know, we found the company that ran the show, which was called Stage West Entertainment. And the only really prerequisite to audition was that you had to be 18 years old. So as soon as I turned 18, I auditioned for the musical and I made it. So I spent 
the summer after my senior year was my first year out there and I spent five summers out there which I basically call my college years and um, I learned so much and it was really such a special honor to be on that stage as a North Dakotan and to just really learn how to perform learn how to entertain I mean I always said like it's seven nights a week unless it rains and it never rains um unless I'm out there then apparently it does but um (laughs) But I, I start, that's where my career started, and I was a yodeling, clogging cowgirl for five years. But you loved it. And, and like you said, my guess is, because I'm an old drama person too, is you learned everything from the ground up. You, you may not have painted the sets, but you certainly learned about rigging and everything else at the same time you're out there. It's, it's not all glamour yeah. and standing in front of people saying, look at me. It, there's a lot of work to this. There's a lot of work that goes into it, and I'm glad I was actually that young, starting at 18, because now my body would not probably want to do seven shows a week or whatever, eight shows a week, what they do now. Uh, But I learned a lot, exactly, about backstage and how shows are run and, and the theater world in general, even though it's mostly a singing show in this case, but... I had to learn how to dance real quick and tap dance, and um, it was honestly, without that experience, I would not be who I am today. Now, the people that, that were worth with you, were most of them from North Dakota, or did they come from all over to audition, or how, how was that set up? They came from all over and auditioned, and back in the 90s, I was in the latter 90s, 99 was my first year, um, they, you know, had like four or five different locations where they auditioned. So one of them was Minneapolis. And then they they do a big cattle call audition. You probably know what that means. Yep, I do. In, in Memphis, they do this conference called UPTAs. And you get like 10 seconds to, to audition in front of a ton of companies. And so they were part of that in two different locations. And then, um, you know, they eventually started to have auditions in North Dakota. But I had to come all the way to Minneapolis, Minnesota to audition for the show. And I believe my first year there was maybe three North Dakotans in the show. Okay. There was never more than four. Most everyone was from the South or Florida, Memphis, Tennessee, um, Nashville, um, New York, a lot of East Coast performers. But it was also, you know, always an honor to to work with other North Dakotans that were like me. And especially coming from Scranton, you you actually were able to to see this, and it it, it, it sort of created, I will, I will call it an itch to make you go, okay, I really want to do that. And that's kind of what Medora is about, is, is it's an ability. It's not just a showcase for tourists, but I always felt right. it was a showcase for the people here as well. Absolutely. I mean, like, the biggest lesson in that first year was um, – you know, I guess understanding that you could do something like this for a living. I don't know why my upbringing didn't really like drive the point home that you could be a singer, an entertainer as a career. It wasn't just a hobby and it wasn't just in the summers. Like you could actually go and audition across the United States and and be a performer for full time and make a living. And honestly, I, without that, I don't think the door would have, or my mind would have been open to that notion without meeting people that did that for a living and then really launching from those people and the people that I met out there. Yeah, I know. It's it's just it's it's an amazing opportunity that I guess I'm a little scared might be diminishing a little bit. Uh, uh, what happened over there that that sort of caused you to say, wait a minute, folks? 
Yeah, so it's been a big couple of weeks with that. Um, so Stage West Entertainment, who I worked for, um, has been producing the show for three decades, like 31 years. Um, and his the president and CEO is called his name is Kurt Wollen. Stage West Entertainment basically took it over from one other company, the Sheehan Productions, which was also in Minneapolis. So in the history of 60 years of the Medora musical, there's really only been two companies that have produced the show. Um, and so <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago, um, the Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation, who hires third-party vendors like St- Stage West Entertainment to come in and produce the show, decided to cut ties with this family-owned business and go with a big box company out of New York who produces theme show, um, theme park shows, cruise ship shows, kind of your run-of-the-mill Branson, Missouri, flashy, um, cookie-cutter sort of type shows. Not saying they're bad. It's just that you can find that everywhere. And it came to a surprise to a lot of people. And it also came as a surprise to Kurt Wallen of Stage West Entertainment. TRMF abruptly cut ties, and even though their press release, very poorly written, by the way, I I can't not say that, um, came out and said they'd been working with this process for nine months to find a new producer of the show, it still was a surprise to Kurt. And... And I, being friends with the company since I worked for them for five years, but also became part of the small family-owned business and have loved them ever since and call them friends, watch Vikings games together, Um, I decided to put my foot down, stand up for what I think was the wrong move by the Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation, which is the biggest nonprofit in the state of North Dakota and was very shocked by this move and how they did it. I understand they've come out since I've come out and pulled my relationship with my camps out there, and they've they've talked about how change can be scary but good. And I get it. I'm also going to change, and it is scary, and it's probably going to be really great. But the way that they that they cut ties and went away from family-owned business was shocking, and I just don't believe that they did it in a really moral manner. Well, you know, it sounds kind of funny to me because if they really were going through this in a nine-month process, one thinks that they should have, in good faith, at least told the company that they were currently working with, you know, we're looking for something a little fresh or whatever, and we're thinking about about having other companies do bids. Could you come up with some alternative ideas to what we've been doing and get yourself at least in the mix? It sounds to me like they just went, and we're going over here, which to me is not... I I mean, and it comes on the heels of the 60th anniversary, the 60th annual... And also, um, you know, Kurt is has been doing it for, you know, 30 plus years. And at least I, I just feel like the way that I think I can word it the best is that they should have celebrated Kurt first. And I do understand that, that Kurt maybe did get a chance to put a bid in, but I'm not sure that um, that all of the board members actually saw his bid and he still questions right now, like, if it wasn't broken, why fix it? And also, why wouldn't you tell me if you wanted something different? Right. I can cater to that until, why can't I be the one that says, I'm going to retire, you guys, it's been great. Um, you know, the legacy of that whole thing just seems very non, 
North Dakotan, and it also seems very non-Medora because there there was a lot of options there with um, giving him a chance to make it right. And, and also, again, I'm not sure it was broken. Also, might I add right now, I would actually like a show of hands of how many board members actually saw the musical this year, because my understanding is that some did not. And yep. why isn't that a prerequisite to be on the board of Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation? You need to see that musical and understand your biggest draw right now before this presidential library goes in is that show. Why wouldn't you see the show before you vote how it's going to be produced? Yeah, that's, that's, that's something that's always bothered me. When, when something goes from being small to being actually too big and becomes, in my words, corporate, Yes. That the fact is, is that the, the people, as I like to call them, in the suits in the offices have absolutely no idea what's happening on the ground, but they're still making the decisions. That is a wild notion. And, and honestly, I just can't believe that it's happening in this town. And it's very personal to me growing up there, being in the show. Um, it was a destination that I would still send, you know, my friends and family out to go and spend money in that town and see the show. Um, and I was very lucky to have gotten to know Harold Schaefer, the founder of Medora, before he passed, and his wife, Shyla before she passed as well. And I literally got to hear out of Harold's mouth, like, what his vision was for this town and why he took it over as a rundown, you know, he bought it for a dollar and resurrected this place and what he really wanted for that town and his vision for keeping it unique, keeping it not corporate. You know, he was very against theme parks and he's very against water parks, even though they semi did that last year. Um, I got to know that from his mouth. And I just, it is wild to me that most of the board members probably also knew him before he passed and knew what he wanted for that town. And it just feels like they're going completely against his wishes. And that's where the disrespect I feel, I think I get angry about that, where they're disrespecting Harold Schaefer. I feel like he'd be rolling in his grave right now if he knew what was going on. Well, there's a lot of that going on in North Dakota right now where it seems that we're we're deciding that we're going to be big for our britches is what I like to put it in. It's, it's affecting a lot of things. But, but the one thing I'm going to do is my very first break here for Oh, for heaven's cakes. And I want you to know that there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. And that's where O for Heaven's Cakes comes in. You'll find the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion or just a treat. Walk in to find out more, but I'm warning you, you won't want to, to not only leave, but you're going to walk out with your hands full. Oh, for Heaven's Cakes on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesdays through Friday from 10 to 4 and Saturdays from 9 to noon. You can call 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or go to Oh for Heaven's Cakes at yahoo.com. And you too can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's Oh for Heaven's Cakes in Grand Cities Mall. If you ever show up here again, Kat, you're going to have to check it out. It's awesome. That's <laughs> You know, the thing that, that, that I'm, I'm tired of, and again, I'm old, but we've got Six Flags. We've got Disneyland. We've got all of these things, and you go to one, you've pretty much gone to all of them. 
And it seems to me that that, that Medora is trying to emulate that. Uh, I used to work at a community college, and I always used to laugh because I always used to say, too many people that work here have university envy. In other words, with their try- I want to be a university. No, you're a two-year community college. Do that and do that well. Do your job and do it well and be thankful for that. And I see Medora trying to go out and be Six Flags, Disneyland, everything else, and they're going to ruin it. They're going to screw it up. I, I mean, I, I'm totally with you, and and that's why I'm speaking out. And also, I come from a family background that, that said, if you see something, say something. And I just I, I can't imagine why you would take the uniqueness out of Medora. Um, again, that's what makes it special. That's why we send people. That's why I send people from Minneapolis where I lived. Go out there and see it. It's unique. You can't see this anywhere else. And what you're referring to is what I call copy and paste, the copy and paste formula to all of these uh, resort towns or theme parks or a cruise ship. There is a formula. And I feel like, you know, that this new company will use that formula. And although it might look flashy and shiny, sometimes people think New York is bigger and better. Um, I can't imagine they're going to give the care and uh, the notice to the history of this place that right. has been so protected by Stage West Entertainment in that show since I've been alive, um, and or you know caring about having local talent in the show. Um, I you know I'm assuming that anyone can audition, no matter where you're from. But how easy will they make it to audition when you're from North Dakota? Do you have to go to New York? Which we'll find out. Maybe they'll come and do a, a series of, of auditions there. But how much care will they take to preserve what's been done? And, and as you know, as a performer, the other thing that bothers me is they came out and videoed the show on several occasions in Medora this year. And coming from a creative background and coming from somebody who makes music and produces shows, that is someone's intellectual property. That's correct. I mean, Kurt Wollen and his team of writers who have been doing that for years. And, you know, he had absolutely no protection when it came to, you can't steal what I've written. You can't steal what I've done for 30 years. Like, how would they even put that in place without knowing that they're coming in to, to take over? So that really, really starts to get under my skin as a businesswoman and, knowing that they'll, if they do preserve elements of the show, that, that it's not original. That's Kurtz. That's Stage West Entertainment. That is what, you know, he's produced. So that makes me very sad and angry at the same time. Well, I understand that. And that's, you know, basically it's corporate theft. And and the thing yeah. that I look at is what was so cool about Medora was even though it was big, it felt personal. You, yes. you know, and and that's because it was special. It was a, it was a small town feel, and I I don't get that feeling when I go to Disneyland. I don't no, get that exactly. feeling when I go to Six Flags. I'm just a cog in the machine there. It's it's take my money, thank you very much, and move along. Yeah. Stand in line, and and we'll get you on the ride as soon as we can. And the feeling that I always had in Medora was that family feeling. And that's what people, I think, eventually, if this if this thing comes through, it, it, they're going to get what they wanted, which is which is going to be scary to me because they're going to do exactly what they uh, what they were probably not wishing to, but they're going to kill that personal thing. And 
that's why you were able to have your camp out there. Now, can you tell me a little bit about yeah. your camp and why yes. you why you chose that place? Right. I mean, I chose that place because that's where my career started. And and it's magical. If you've ever been to the west side of North Dakota, you know it's very different yes. and and there's a there's just a whole other vibe that is out there that is unique and um and I got to start my career there. So it was kind of a no-brainer for me when I wanted to foster young talent or future rising stars. Um I started a nonprofit called Rising Star Foundation and we started as a foundation to give scholarships to kids that wanted to continue their education in music, whether that be college or whether that be going to audition for The Voice in going on location and providing financial means to help these kids follow their dreams. Um, so we had three different types of scholarships that started. And then it just became very apparent to me that I should, why am I not starting a music camp for, for kids like me yep. who at 11, 12, 13, 14 years old wanted to be in a room with kids like me and had the like mind and wanted to be performers and, and had some sort of talent. Um, so I proceeded to do that. And, and again, it was just like a given for me to want to do it in the Badlands and show them where I started and show them all sorts of different ways that you can use your talent. Now at our camps, we taught songwriting, we taught some acting, we taught dance just in case they wanted to do something like Medora, but we really focused on singing songwriting, being creative, and watching these kids come honestly from all over the United States, but mainly from North Dakota and Minnesota and Wisconsin, and come and flourish and know that they were not alone in, you know, being unique and talented. Uh, So it was just, it was a perfect match in 2015 when I first started it. And um, we had some really great times out there. We, We made a lot of special memories and got a lot of kids in front of an audience that they deserved and got a lot of experience. Well, you know, uh, I'm older than dirt, but but I was a, you know, a a theater geek before theater geeks were cool. And uh, I have to admit, you know, there was not a lot of opportunity for people like me and you to get out there and get some chops. Uh, you, you, yes, you could do the high school musical. You could, you could go on to college and do the college thing, but you never really got a chance to get out there and get a really good taste of what it was like besides having mom and dad in the audience. And that's what I, that's what I thought was so cool about, you know, you're, you're, you're from Scranton and you understand that people from Scranton have dreams too. Yeah, And it may not get any farther than your camp or Medora, but for some people that's enough. And you're giving them that ability to at least see if this is something that they want to pursue even farther, rather than just being told, as I so often was, oh, that's so special, honey. Now learn something constructive. Right. (laughs) Right. And what are you going to do for a real job? So get out there and do that. Um, exactly that. And honestly, I'm very proud to have so many successful students. I keep up with a lot of them. And I even got to foster two future Burning Hill singers. So I had two students that ended up auditioning and making it. I had many of my students actually audition, but two of them became Burning Hill singers. One of them was in the show last year. His name is Triton Lanseedle. And he was like the star of the show. He he was the yodeler and from Bismarck, North Dakota. And I've known him since he was in, you know, middle school, which is great. See, you talk about being old. Now here I'm <laughs> aging myself. 
Um, but yes, for some kids that was enough and it was great. And for some kids they went on and did great things. I have another student, one of the other Burning Hill singers that I had in my camp. She's out on the East Coast at, in college and she's doing a ton of auditions and she's doing show after show after show. And um, <clears throat> yeah, it was just, it was such a great thing. It's not the end for me, by the way. Um, I came out with my press release, Cutting Ties, just in solidarity for mm-hmm. family-owned business and family-run business, which I am. The Rising Star Foundation is my family. It's my father, who was a music teacher for 40 years. It's my sister, who was a music teacher for many, several years. She still subs every now and then, but she has five kids, so she's a little busy. Um, and you know, we wanted to stay true to our values and our values is family owned and family run and small town and, you know, really making light as a close knit family. And so once that didn't align in Medora, although they still say that's in their mission statement of family in their, you know, in their values, it just, it didn't align with how I wanted to run my camp and um and I I know this is just the beginning for me to find another place to do it and keep fostering that talent especially in North Dakota especially rural North Dakota and also um you know with kids that just don't have much opportunity or don't live in a big city or near a big city you know where you can just skip off you know if you're if you're in St. Cloud skipping over to Minneapolis isn't isn't uh, too too tough but Scranton right Right. right. Trust me. I, Walhalla. Trust me. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a drive to anything that you can even classify as a big city. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I mean, seriously. A hundred percent. You know, I mean, ooh, Fargo. Ooh, yeah, that's a big city there. <laughs> but but I mean, exactly. I'm just, I, it's, I'm broken hearted. I'm broken hearted. I'm so glad that you're going to continue with this. What are what are yes. some of the ages and stuff for the camps, and what what type of uh, what type of venues are you looking at for future? Yes, um, I think. A number one, it's going to be really important for me to stay true to the roots of North Dakota. Even though I don't live full-time there, I I really want to keep the camp based in my home state of North Dakota. So we're going to continue with ages 12 through 18, um, and that's staying overnight with us for a week and, um, you know, being in a dorm and being on your own and... Um, also just being with us and learning every single day and then putting on a show at the end of the week. I've got so many opportunities. I guess I didn't realize in the moment of standing up for family owned and standing up for Kurt Wallen and standing up for family owned and, and the morals of TRMF, I didn't realize how many doors would open and windows too. And there was 15 emails the first day and then it just kept going and going about a lot of people in North Dakota that want my camp to come to their town and their facility. Um, I even got uh, an email from International Music Camp, which is in awesome. the Peace Gardens of North Dakota. We're really looking at that one right now just because they don't have, in their curriculum, they do band, they do choir. Um, they, I think they do some theater, but they don't do what I do in the songwriting and pop singing or rock singing or country singing. Um, and so I feel like we'd be a really good fit up there to just add um, that curriculum to what they already have, but also there's a really great camp in Washburn, um, the 4-H camp. I think they also call it Farmers Union Camp up there. Their facility is already in place and beautiful and gorgeous, and it's on the river, and they have a staff. So that's uh, in the mix. And Frostfire in Walhalla yep. in your cabin town. 
um, I think would be a really great fit. I know they're they're revamping after they had some the uh, snow. snow. Yeah, <laughs> the snow got to us and and sort of cracked the amphitheater. But we're, yeah, yeah, I'm glad that they contacted you. Yeah, and then it goes on from there. So there's a lot of you know civic centers and community centers that are willing to take on the performance, which is always great. That's always the goal. Get these kids in front of an audience. Let's get people to a show. I sing with the kids. I also put on a performance with that. Um, and somebody even suggested that we just tour. Let's do multiple stops throughout the summer. Um, so the options are open. I hope, I hope that I'm going to have an announcement before the new year. I'm sure I will. I feel like we're actually just a couple weeks out from making a decision and finding this new place. And as you know, TRMF put it in their press release. I, I, I guess I'm going to re-energize it by moving and I'm going to take it to the next level without feeling like I'm just a paycheck for someone and, you know, like not putting money over family, which I feel like the foundation is doing. So I, I really can't wait to find the new location and just keep moving forward. Well, you know, the, the, the problem I have also with what uh, they did is the fact that if I was a worker there or, or associated with, with Medora, I'd be sitting there wondering to myself, am I next? What, what's the next thing that they're going to be replacing? And is it going to be yes. the next, the guy that I know some of the people that have done the actual Teddy Roosevelt, the people that dress up and walk around and talk to people and stuff, how yeah. soon will they be replaced with somebody from somewhere else or whatever who's, I mean, it just, yeah. when stuff like this happens, there's a real feeling of insecurity that takes over a lot of places. And I would be in your position. I'd have been sitting there going, okay, so like, when is my camp going? I mean, honestly, it crossed my mind. It crossed my mind in the last couple of years of not only that, but I was showing them quite the formula yep. to put on this thing in a great place and, and then groom Burning Hill singers. So I guess my fear, and maybe it will happen, maybe we'll see it, was that they were going to take that formula away from me, not let me back in, or price me out, and then do it themselves. And, you know, that's where, like, copywriting and trademarking comes in really handy, so that they couldn't call it Rising Star Camp. Um, But I just felt like maybe that was the move, because they, they kept seeing so much success, and a lot of different families coming in with my process. But... Definitely could have been on the chopping block before I, I, I took myself out of that. Um, and maybe it's just a, a, a good time to explain one thing because it gets confusing. But I did mention it before. But the Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation runs the town, right? So they run a lot of the gift shops in town, most of the eating places in town. There's really only a handful of businesses that aren't owned and run by the Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation, who are considered third-party vendors. It gets confusing, and that's where the show, like the whole town isn't being taken over by a global company. They're going to still have their foundation, and it's run on donations. And a lot of people from you know around the area donate to that. Big donors come in. It's a big, big, big operation. Um, so what saying who's on the chopping block next, right, there's, there's a couple of different third-party vendors that are in there, for instance, the um, Boots Saloon, the Little Missouri Saloon, those are not TRMF owned. And, you know, eventually that might get to them, too. Or when are they going to have, you know, the the uh, uh, theme park restaurant that comes to town if they want to get all big and corporate and have this, you know, sort of a 
hooky dooky, you know, themed restaurant that comes in. You never know. It could happen. You certainly don't. I'm going to take a real quick break here for my favorite place to buy shoes, Churchill Shoes. Paul, take it away. October is SAS month at Churchill's Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Churchill's Shoes is in their new location, and all SAS shoes are on sale all October long. Churchill's Shoes has been in business for over 65 years and know what the best shoes are for your comfort and well-being. It's SAS Shoes. Churchill Shoes can cater to all your footwear needs, whether men's or women's shoes, from slim to triple wide. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturdays from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or go online at churchillshoesnd.com. SAS Shoes, your feet will be glad you got them at Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. Okay, we're back. And, you know, here's the thing. I always, when I see stuff like this, I always, uh, I get jaded a little bit because I see where it's starting. It's going to start with the musical and then they're going to need to do this new and they're going to need to do that new. And like you said, I watch people go out and go, well, it's not broke, but it could be better. So then work with the people that are already there to make it different or however you think it needs to be better. Why does it always have to be, all right, we have to completely change everything. The biggest problem I have in a lot of ways with North Dakota is that when it comes to like, okay, I'll be honest, hiring a president for a university or whatever, they never seem to shop within. (laughs) They always seem to shop without. And that we have to get somebody from New Hampshire or we have to get somebody from Georgia or whatever for it to be good. And I happen to think there's a lot of stuff that's really good that comes from North Dakota, including talent. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. It just it's it's um you know I see it a lot, especially in in my business where something looks bigger and better, or the grass is greener on the other side, or bigger companies are better, and um, it's just so not true, especially. It's not how I grew up in that town or in, in that state of North Dakota or in my town. That's not how I grew up at all. We were self-made. We were self-starters. We were people that if you needed a position filled, you know, you groom somebody to do it and you keep it, you know, within the family and you keep the the legacy going. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, I think the North Dakota um, catchphrase is legendary, you know, keep it legendary by keeping it local and by keeping it with our people that, um, that have grown up there, um, that it, you know, I take it personally too. It makes me very emotional when it, when it comes to that. Well, and Josh Demel is, he's moved back to North Dakota because he said he got tired of the, the fake glitter, you know, the, the, and, and, and it's, 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 I just don't want to see North Dakota, uh, become fake glitter in an attempt to become the uh, university. Uh, forget what your real purpose is, and forget yeah. who you are and who you're serving. You know that yes. that we have plenty of people who sound alike, who look alike. Uh, in, yes. in in our entertainment industry, uh, again, Six Flags, Disneyland, all they change the signpost, you're at the same place. And I think that we, we, we're losing sight of what makes North Dakota special. Well, to me, that's like that you're explaining exactly what I think legendary means. If they're going to really use that as the state motto, then what it means to me, what it always has meant to me is being unique. 
and being something completely different. And, you know, even describing to people who've never been to Medora, <laughs> I would try to like describe what it is. But at, at the end, I'd be like, you know what? I can't actually, you have to just go get on I-94, go 600 miles from Minneapolis. And then you see for yourself that it's completely unique. And we have so many different things like that in that state, which makes me so very happy to be from there and to have been raised there. I also took it for granted just a little bit when I did move away I was like, oh, God, I miss all of that. And I, I miss being in that environment that was unique and is, that should be preserved. Back to the Harold Schaefer vision. That was why he bought Medora. That's why he bought the town. That's why he was such a force in our state of North Dakota as a businessman, probably even a harsher businessman than we ever thought. Um, but he was unique. That's why he was successful. That's why he groomed Towns like Medora and people that um, that worked under him to be special, be unique, be different. And my gosh, I, I you know, I just I can't stop. I can't quite get over the hump of thinking about him, his vision and, you know, where a lot of things in North Dakota, not just Medora, are going. So I just I really feel for that. Well, it looks now like uh, the federal government wants to take our wild horses from the park. I've heard that, and, too. It's I mean, just I'm just, over there. I mean, I'm just sitting here going, um, dudes, are you even aware of, of where we live? And I know that, that Governor Bergam spoke up and said we need to keep the horses and stuff, but I'm to the point where, no, 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 no. I'm past just saying, you know, maybe we, you could reconsider. We need people who are going to stand up at, like you did and say, you know what? Um, I'm not playing. I'm not playing the game. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to put money first or or right. a preconceived notion of what's going to be popular first. Right. I'm going right. to stand on principle. And because when I saw your Facebook post, I was one of the first ones to put down. My God, somebody actually gets it. And <laughs> and you answered me. You went. You went. Thank you. And I mean, I was like, oh my God, she's actually out there. So it was really cool. Yeah, it was really and, cool. I mean, I guess when it comes to all of those issues, by the way, sidebar. Yeah. I've done a lot of really cool things in my life and I've traveled and I've, I've had a lot of accomplishments, but one of my favorite things is that I have a horse named after me in the Theodore Roosevelt National Park. We got to keep that one for sure. I know. So anyway, when it comes to these things and, and, um, you know, especially Medora where I can, you know, speak to this, not a lot of people, A, understand how businesses run. And, and also, maybe not a lot of them care because they're just going to see a show and they're, they're being entertained and they don't care how the businesses run behind the scenes, right? So we have that. But also, I think with the Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation for many years, I, I feel like nobody was, has been brave enough to stand up and, and speak out and I don't know what they're afraid of. I know most everyone on the board. I know Randy Hudson Bueller very personally. I wish that we could have a conversation right now. And that's what he would tell me. He's not reached out. I've tried to, you know, talk this through. Um, and I just, I, I just find it odd that not other people speak up. But now again, there's not a lot of people that maybe understand the, you know, functioning behind the foundation. However, they are the biggest nonprofit in our great yep. state of North Dakota. And I feel like 
they need to be in check at all times of how that money, how much money is raised, where that money is going, and honestly, how it is allocated and who they're bringing in to share that great, you know, charity of people that give their hardworking money to all of this stuff. And honestly, final, final, I would rather give my money to anything family owned, small business than any big box company in, in my life. That's just how I was raised. Well, I'm sitting here going, well, what's the next thing they're going to do? They're going to stop cooking, cooking the steaks on the pitch, pitchforks and just having them, you know, delivered via somebody uh, to your table. That was the Possibly. cool, you know, that was the cool thing about it is they did stuff that you're not going to find anywhere else. Uh, and, and that was, and now I just see this, this progression into uniformity and I, I'm a lot of things, but, but uniform, I'm not. And, and I love, I love the diversity and that's a word that's just destroyed over the, the decades, but the diversity comes from individuality, not from sameness. And there's so many people, especially in the corporate world, which is what I'm seeing here. I'm not seeing a North Dakota nonprofit in action. What I'm seeing here is a large corporation in action. And Thank I've, you. I've worked for plenty of those. And my answer to that is no, 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 no. We you know, don't need to do that. We don't need 500 million Walmarts across the world. We don't need right. 500 million Six Flags in Disneyland. We need more Medoras. We need more places where people can go and get a feel again. For me, connect with humanity. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, that's why I love not having a Hilton when you get there. Yeah. Like, I know to other people, it's like, where do you stay when you go there? It's called the Badlands Motel or it's called the Rough Rider Hotel. But there's no Hilton. And that is why I like to go. That's why I send people. And I mean... You know, speaking of that, I, I mean, it's probably just the countdown of days before we get also that coming in, especially with the presidential library, which I've had mixed feelings about because I do think the presidential library is an honor. And I think it's really cool that they've chosen that location. And I've thought about this for years of when we when they finally landed on that location, I thought this is great. I mean, to bring more people in, to bring, you know, tourism through our state. But funny enough, <laughs> I living in Minneapolis, I see so many ads and marketing and advertisements for South Dakota when I'm out here. And I always think to myself, my goodness, they spend a lot of marketing ad dollars here in Minnesota to get people to South Dakota. Why don't we do that for North Dakota? I know we have it. I know it exists, but I don't seem to see it on my television. I don't seem to see it coming at me. So I thought the presidential library might do this and maybe they'll have more ad dollars to bring people there. Um, you know, thinking that they're in my head that their money is going to family owned. Their money is going to a great production of the Medora musical that was run by a family for three decades. And, and now I just, I just don't, I'm not sure how to feel about that. I of course want to see the library when it's done. And and I hope that that is a great success. And I honestly really do wish them luck with everything at all times. I mean, I've done so much business there. I grew up there. I, you know, was a part of that for so long. I really do. I just feel so sad that it's moving in a direction that feels un North Dakota. 
Well, the problem is, is that I think right now North Dakota is in a phase where bigger equals better. Right. I, I mean, we need more of this in the oil fields. We need more of this. We, right. we're, we're, Minot has to be bigger. Williston has to be. And, right. and I think what's, what's going to happen is they're, they're, they're not thinking far enough ahead. And it's bigger at any cost is what I'm seeing happening in North Dakota. Right. And we're not getting bigger equals better. We're just getting bigger. And bigger is equaling more impersonal and more like every place else. Uh, I grew up uh, in Fargo-Moorhead, and um, Fargo is not the place I grew up. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. And people would say, oh, well, that's good. And I'm like, not so much anymore. And, And we've lost that feel. I mean, West Acres, when I grew, when I grew up, was in a field, literally right. was in a field. And, right. and we were talking earlier, and, and I said, you know, the nice thing when I go to Europe, if, if you really want to, you can stay in the Holiday Inn. And why would you stay in the Holiday Inn? Because it, you know exactly what the bedroom's going to look like. You know what the restaurant's going to serve and else. So why go to Europe? If you're going to stay in the Holiday Inn, just go, just, just go to Minneapolis because you might as well because that's exactly. what you're going to see. And that's Same. what I'm scared of. I've got one last quick commercial break for profits for executive properties. Can you take it away, Paul? Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And yes, folks, you have to call now for snow removal because uh, it's coming. Say, you know what? You you told me you just kind of got off the road and stuff, and you're getting ready to head to Montana because I'm speaking of snow. But you yeah. mentioned you 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 do a show right now with where you play June Carter Cash. Can you tell yeah. me? Some, I just want to know about that. I mean, I understand the thing about Majority Nails, but tell me a little bit about Cat yeah. Perkins and what she's doing since she since she took fourth place on The Voice. How are you staying busy? Oh my goodness. Well, I think my motto has always been like, do what makes sense. And to me, a lot of things make sense. (laughs) (laughs) One of my side favorite side projects right now is um, playing June Carter Cash in a show called Folsom Prison Experience. We just were in Bismarck, North Dakota. We were just in Fargo and we just finished in Sioux Falls this weekend. And um, I get to play June and I actually like play June. I embody the character. And what we do is we recreate the day that the Folsom prison live record was recorded in Folsom prison in California. Um, And we take most of the elements from the actual live recording. And then we add a little bit of drama to it, which is always what theater does. right? Absolutely. A little bigger and better. And we added a few things from other prisons that he recorded at and some really great characters. So we've got like Carl Perkins in the show. We've got the Statler brothers in the show. And the guy that plays Johnny Cash, his name is Jay Ernest. And Jay, Jay actually was born in Minnesota, but has rare, like he didn't live here for most of his, his time. He's a born performer, just like me. He lived in Hawaii, had a punk band for many years. He uh, did so many different 
kinds wait, of music. Wait, wait, wait. Also from, excuse me, I got, I got to interrupt you for a punk band to Johnny Cash. I know. That's a bit of a segue. It's just so fun to actually sit down with him because he'll tell you the, the story. But, um, you know, one day he's really good at impressions and he's a really great entertainer. And one day he tried to impersonate Johnny Cash and the crowd erupted and he was kind of unexpected and whatever. And he was like, maybe I should do something with that. So he's got a different entity called the Church of Cash and he tours nationally most of the year with the Church of Cash. And then during COVID, as we were all sitting around with nothing to do, as we bring people together for a living, so we couldn't quite do that. Then he got this idea to do a live theater production of the Folsom Prison Experience. So here's what happens. And you'll, you'll, you'll know, you'll love this being a theater gal yourself, but okay. we've made it inter- interactive. So cool. at each venue, if you're a patron that comes to the show, you are an actual inmate in the prison. So they give you a barcode. The memo somehow has really gotten out, so a lot of people will show up in their oranges awesome. or their stripes or their <laughs> denim. Then we give you, like, a number, and then we encourage heckling during the show, and we encourage exactly how it really was the day that they recorded that. And it's one of the most successful live records to this date, that Folsom Prison show that he recorded. And he kind of goes awry like if you really listen to it um it he you know was going through a divorce and he was in and out of drugs and in that moment he was uh, a little bit more on the drugs and june was part of this because she toured with him and um the actually the whole carter family at some point did but in this moment it was just june and she was starting to help like hone him in and keep him healthy and keep him doing shows and then she would open up for him and then would come out during his act and sing Jackson and sing Time's a Wasting. So all these classic songs are there. We've written two original songs in the show, cool. which I think is really a cool twist to it. And then we just released the original cast recording on Spotify and all the platforms, and then we sell it as a vinyl at the shows. So it is, again, one of my favorite sidebars I've ever taken, and we're going to – we're. We're done for this year, but we're going to start again in January, and we're going to be doing a ton of different locations. Well, how can people get in touch with you for not just the June Carter Cash thing, but yeah. for, for music and other stuff? Because, you know, we like to see a good girl from Scranton continue to do well. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for that. The support is always just overwhelming, and I, you know, I hear all these stories of people you know, voting for me on The Voice and just continuing to come to shows. And that means a lot. I always say support live music. And, and as an independent artist, that means a lot to me. Um, I have a website, catperkins.com. We list all of my shows on there, including all of the side projects that I'm involved in. We are just about to announce my Christmas tour. I know that's kind of a cuss word. No, um, it's, it's coming. It's coming. So it's let's, coming. let's just acknowledge it. It's here. So we have about 20 dates that will be going across North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, I think even Iowa Cool. this year. Um, so we're going to announce that by the end of the week. And then like all my, the ticket links are always on my site. I know websites have gone in and out of popularity, but I feel like it's your best spot for me. And then if you're on social media, I'm at Kat Perkins Music. And she really so. does answer when you post. <laughs> I do. I, 
all the all the positivity and the stuff I like I love to just interact with my fans and again it's why I am it's why I have the platform that I do it's because I have people like you and and followers and people that they want to have conversations and and if you do follow me I do stand up for a lot of human rights I'm not very political in a sense although people confuse that um, I stand up for what's right and my motto is always like do the next right thing and um, using your voice for good and positive change and um, you know so and then I have music on Spotify I'm just about to drop a new single on October 20th good. so that's exciting for me because it's um it's been a long time coming and it's it's really expensive to make music people don't really understand that but it's very expensive to make music so I have to kind of do it calculated when I have the funds to record a song or sometimes I raise money to do it. Because well, and so you kind of just, the thing that hooks back into to Medora is you, you distanced yourself from the music corp, you know, because yeah. of, of what it brought to the table, which is probably why your reaction was so strong right. when, when it hit Medora, because uh, I know a lot about the, the industry and it's not good. <laughs> Listen, I mean, a lot of times people ask me, like, why, why, why don't you have a record deal? And, and sometimes I just laugh it off, but um, I did have a record deal, and that's why I don't have one right now, because after The Voice, I vowed to myself not to be disillusioned by big business on that end, and um, I didn't want somebody in my ear telling me how to look or how to sound. I'm a lover of all music, even though on The, on the Voice, the biggest platform I've ever been on, I was you know, labeled as the rock singer, even though I didn't do all rock, but, um, I don't just do rock. I do pop. I do country. I'm a singer songwriter. I do folk. I do big ballad songs. I love doing it all. So I don't like to swim in one lane, which completely negates me from being on a record label. Again, that's not what I want. I've done it. I don't do it anymore for a very big reason. I, I really love being an independent artist. I love, what it brings for me and the joy that it brings for me and the hustle that it brings for me to do what I want. And I'm just, I am a happy camper waking up every day, knowing that I'm in control of my own destiny. And, and that goes both ways. If I don't hustle, I'm not successful. So it, you know, I, I just love doing it on my own. Well, you know that you mentioned the website now, when you decide where the music camp is going to be or whatever, is that? Yes. Now, if somebody else is sitting out there and they see this podcast and they go, Ooh, Ooh, we have a place. Can they still contact you to be put in the running? 100%. We have a great database going right now. And um, like I said, my, my family and I run the foundation. So my sister and my dad who are, working hard, subbing, and, and um, you know, every single day have a little bit of a different hustle. We have what's called MEA break next yep. week uh, out in Minnesota, so all the kids are off, and what we're going to do is we're going to make some big moves next week and make some decisions, have some meetings, and do this together like cool. I like to because I'm a collaborator. So, yes, go to my website and go to the contact form, and it comes directly to my my phone email. And you know, we've just kept in touch with these people. We're setting up meetings for next week, and I would love to hear people's input on where I should bring this next because I know it's going to be a great move. And honestly, the goal is to have more than one session and more than one location. So that's the big five ten year goal, and I can't wait to uh, get started on it. Well, I'm really excited, and I'm I'm so pleased that you've decided that the corporation wherever it's at is not 
the thing for you and that you yeah. are standing up not just for your own individuality, but for the, the chance of others who may not be as strong as you to have the ability to realize that that's okay. Yeah. Because, 100%. um, you know, it's, it's tough to be different. It is. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what I teach in my camps. It's, it's hard to be different. Yep, it's real. It's tough to it's tough to be different and to swim in your own lane. To quote you, uh, because there's always somebody who's trying to get you to swim the other way. <laughs> always, and there's other people doing that. Yeah, it looks very and shiny. and it, and it's like, well, everybody else is over here. So why are you being so obstinate and yep. not participating? And I just want to tell you that uh, it really it really struck a chord with me when you stood up and went, yeah, not so much to Medora I just I really appreciate you um supporting this and like giving me a voice to um to really talk about it and I think my last plea in in going back to the Medora thing is to I beg I beg the Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation to honor Stage West Entertainment and what they produced out there for three decades I beg them to speak out on it. I also beg them to kind of apologize for not doing that first before they made a big change and also explaining themselves and, and doing business in such a non North Dakota way. So I hope someday that we see a result from that. I would love to hear from the other side. We haven't heard much, but um, you know. But again, I really appreciate the voice. The, the, the problem I have with corporations is when they screw up, they tend to go silent. And, um, you know, I'll, have to, I'll be the first one to admit saying, um, oops, stepped in it. I'm sorry. Uh, can we, can we, can we figure, figure out a way to at least make this better? Isn't the easiest thing to say as a human being, and it's even tougher for a corporation, but it, it actually is very welcome when it occurs. And it should not have to come to this stage uh, right. where it, for it to occur. But yeah, I shouldn't um, even have to say the words "bag." I can't believe that I just yeah, said "bag." But. No, yeah, it, it it's oh, yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I'm, I know. A, I'm an old fart, and I've seen a whole lot of things. And this one, let me just put it this way: I wasn't surprised, but I was disappointed. Yeah, and that's a great uh, way to put it. Yeah, and and I don't know about anybody else, but. Nothing hurt me more than when my little Italian mother was disappointed in me. So I'm hoping right. it's, I'm it's worse than yeah, mad. It is. I'm hoping some of that'll slide. One more time, can you give us how to reach you, Dara, before we take off? Because I want to make sure everybody understands the best way to reach you, to, whether it's yes. to get your music or whatever. All right, here we go. I'm going to run it down. All right, let's Cat do Perkin, it. Catperkins.com is where everything lives. Um, the Rising Star Foundation can link from there, but that's also risingstarfoundation.org. We're, we keep up with announcements, and we keep it very updated. And then my social media handles are at Kat Perkins Music, and you can find all my music on all the streaming platforms using Kat Perkins Music. You'll, if you Google it, I come right up. <laughs> awesome. And don't forget about what's the thing with that June Carter Cash thing? What's that one? Yes, that's called Folsom Prison Experience. Coming to your town next year, hopefully um, very frequently throughout the year. It's a really cool show. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Kat Perkins, wonderful to have met you. And you take care. Everybody else, Common Sense Uncensored, Hasta La Vista, babies. Hit that join button out on Rumble. Bye-bye.